and I'm sure they appreciate it, but uh, we, we didn't want to forget that. And we, we do want to say to our pastors a big thank you, not only for all that they do, but as we were singing this last song about how great God's love is, uh, I just want to start off by saying that I appreciate you guys in demonstrating the love of God. You know, it, it's one thing to tell people that we ought to love each other. The, the fact is we don't. And the other fact is we can't. But by the power of the Holy Spirit, who comes to live in us and make us new creations, then we can. And our pastors have done that. You know, in a lot of ways that we could probably... Uh, list here today, they have done a lot of things, probably collectively as well as individually, that if you look back, you'd have to say, they were loving me. Uh, I've had Dorman kind of get on me at times. Nobody likes that. Nobody liked getting a spanking when you were a kid. Do you know we still need spankings when we get grown? And pastors sometimes do that, but it was out of love, and that was that was what always made it the blessing. Now, what what we want to do just for a little bit here this morning, I know he's got a sermon, and it's really good because he's already shared a little with us, so we're going to let him preach, but before he does, I'm going to ask you to give a little thought, and some of you might want to come up here and tell the rest of us how the pastors have blessed you. Uh so just think about that, and if you'd like to do that, come on up. I want to read something to start with that actually was written uh, back in in 1993, which was 20 years ago. Uh, the church was about 20 years old at that time. It's now twice that. And I don't even know who wrote this, but it, it, cover, it gave a little history that Gail gave me, and I thought we ought to read it because it some of you never have heard this. Did you want to say something? Oh, no, I've got the same thing you got going on there. Let's just tag, oh. we'll tag team it. Oh, yeah. I think i got the same Yeah, it, it probably is. Yeah, God works. Okay. In January 1973, several couples held a lay witness mission at Westway Baptist Church. They testified to a deeper walk with the Lord and the circumstances which caused them to turn to Him. After this time, more love and understanding was manifested in the congregation. One of the resulting home groups consisted of Lloyd and Glenda Vaughn, R.V. and Carolyn Tackett, back there, Dan and Eunice Reed, Jerry and Joyce Landers, Mike and Janice Brumley, and Dorman and Jana Dugan. The group began to grow spiritually and in numbers with as many as 32 present. During this time, several began to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which caused some conflict in the church. On November 4, 1973, after months of prayer, this group left Westway Baptist. The families visited other churches for a while, then began meeting in homes. The Westway Community Building was checked out as a possible location, and they began a new work with the Lord right there. The building was already set up as a church, and this witnessed to their spirits that this was the place God had for them. The first service was held on February 10, 1974. In August of 74, Morris Means was called to be the pastor. 
Other teachers were Dorman Dugan, Steve Lauder, Jerry Wilburn, Jim Carnes, and Raul Valdez. By 1977, the church had outgrown the Westway building. The families decided to build a new building in Hereford that would seat 500 people. Woody and Zachy Wilson donated two acres of land for the building site, and construction began. The first service in the new building was held on February 19, 1978. In June 1978, Dorman Dugan became the full-time assistant pastor to Morris. Morris continued to function until 1982 when he resigned and moved to Blossom, Texas. Dorman was then set in as pastor. In the winter of 1988, Community Church and New Harvest Fellowship merged to form one church. Dennis Latham was pastor of New Harvest at that time. He then became assistant pastor to Dorman. Dennis resigned in 1989 to pastor a church in Artesia. The vision. Many years ago, our church received a prophecy which said it would be an Antioch church where saints would be taught and would spiritually grow to be sent and used to minister to others. As the years have gone by, we have seen this happen many times. In 1982, the armor plant closed and 25 families from our church lost their jobs and had to relocate. Others left at different times for the same reason. Some left to go to school or serve in missions, and many have been involved in local ministries or served within the church. It would be impossible to record every act of ministry that has come from this body of believers, but it's good to reflect on these ministries and ministers. We can see God's hand as He fanned the spark in the lives of a small group of believers to produce a flame that has touched many lives and places over the past 20 years, now 40 years. We are grateful for God's love and blessings and the abundance of His Spirit that has been poured out upon us. You got more? Yeah, a little bit. That's good, Steve. That was more thought out than... <laughs> I, I didn't write it. <laughs> Tell him you wrote that, Steve. Um, a couple of things I wanted to add to that. I've had the same kind of notes that Steve had, and Gail and I collaborated a couple of years ago on this. Um, for those that don't know, we had a school, a full-time school that functioned over here. We started that in 81. And we closed it down in 08. Um, I'm trying to see what Steve, what we didn't have. Um, they have, uh, there's a full-time pastor's meeting for y'all that don't know. Pastors from all over the kind of the Panhandle area come and meet here at this church on Tuesday, Tuesdays. And they have been for 30, we don't even know, it's been so long. We can't even remember back that far. There's been a uh, Holy Ghost coffee shop that meets over here every single day, right back over here. And... I thought back, you know, maybe twice in 15, 20 years that it didn't open. And I, I'm probably, I, I said maybe. I don't, I, I can't, I can't, I really, I kind of think of one time, but that was it. I, I was thinking one time it didn't meet, but I, that thing is, it's, that's, that's nonstop, I'm telling you. Um, and, uh, you know, there, there's, there's, uh, let's see, Steve, Co- anyway. Go ahead and cry. That's good because <laughs> I'm going to. Um, well, I, I've, I've shared a bunch, and Steve talked about the the spanking. You know, I've shared with the church several times that Dorman and Jenna gave me a couple whooping. Um, probably do for another one. Um, anyway, I, I think one of the funniest things that happened, you know, um, when when I first started going to church here, and and 
Angie and I were kind of helping out with the youth group, and we had no intention of doing youth group at all. I was like, no, I don't even like kids, you know. And one day, I'll never forget, Royce Riggin came up and said, hey, man, uh, God told me you're going to be the new youth pastor. And I was like, okay, whatever. Well, uh, it wasn't but a few short months after that that Angie and I started leading youth group. And uh, I was a baby Christian in uh, baby, baby diapers, I'll tell you that. And I'll never forget the first, my first message I did with the kids was, I was, I was talking about John, and uh, this is kind of sad, but I was, I was teaching these kids out of John, and I was in First John, and my message didn't work, and it, and I was like, man, I've researched, and I, and I looked and looked, and I said, don't, I can't tie this scripture together, and he said, what are you doing? And I said, well, I'm talking about John 4, or whatever it was. He said, read it, and I read it to him. He said, you're in First John. I said, there's more than one John in the Bible. I had no idea. I hadn't even turned all the pad. He got all the way through this. Through the Bible, yeah. Anyway, so I just I, I can't forget that. But you know, it, it's it's been it's been neat. I've been part of this church for a little over twenty years, and I know there's a lot of people out here that's been here a lot longer than that. But it's neat seeing how this church has evolved and gone from you know a lot of people, little people, a lot of people, and we we went to a church name a few years back, and and I guess I guess the the neat part of that is. If you look around the country and all these other churches, and, 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 and the pastor is truly led by God, and God tells you something, you do it. Well, we've been community church for ever since 73, and a few years back, Dorman heard from God and said, this is, we're, we're creating new life here. And so we changed the name to New Life Church. So this, this has been community church forever, and we, we changed that. And, and that's just, you know, that speaks volumes to me. To just just for the simple fact that we can we can move with what God's telling us to do, and we're and we're still here, and you know it's it's been it's been kind of neat, you know if you, if you look back at the people that's come out of this church that's gone on to be pastors and ministers, and missionaries I I can't even name all of them, you know and it's just you know out of this little small town church that we've produced so much fruit coming out of this little building it's just incredible. And, you know, it just, it says a lot about our pastor. Um, don't say it, Steve. Something about this. I'm telling y'all, y'all think that y'all need to come up here and stay here. This is crazy up here. Um, you know, what, what Dorman taught me over all the years, um, I, I grew up a different life than he did. Um, and I was always, Everything new, bigger, better, faster. Dorman kind of grew up, used, and, hey, we're going to go like this, you know. And I was always wide open, 110 miles an hour. And we, 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 we clashed and meshed all at the same time, which is kind of cool. And when, when we started meshing was um, a, a funny story. He, he had a, a leaf blower, electric-powered leaf blower. Well, if something that I had in my position, if it broke, I would throw it away and get a new one. My father-in-law, he would duct tape it and spend $65 on tape to fix something that wasn't worth 35 bucks. Anyway, I plugged this thing in one day, and the switch was already stuck on. It wouldn't turn off. The bottom where the suction thing was broke, and it sucked my shirt up in there and ruined an $80 shirt that I had on. Well, I, I stepped out the old man a little bit, and I flung this thing out the driveway and stomped on it and broke it a million pieces. And I went and bought him a brand new one. And he comes in there the next day and, where's my blower? 
You're brand new one over there. He said, I want one on my old my back. I said, I bought you brand new and this one's dangerous. He said, no, that, it worked fine. And I was like, well, yeah, it sucked my shirt up. And, 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 and so we, we always had that little, you know, but, but the, 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 the kicker was I got him. I said, now what if your grandson would have plugged that in and got hurt? And he kind of went, all right. So anyway, he wound up with a new blower and eventually we're kind of, we're wearing him out a little bit. So I've been trying to buy him some, some newer stuff, but I'll never forget that day. He, I can see he's getting ready. Where's my blower? I said, it's in the trash can. <laughs> I, huh? Oh, you want the old one? Yeah. So, but anyway, you know, he, exchange. exchange. If I would have known that back then, I'd have, I'd have done that. There's my new, Alan, that's my new out right there. I got it. Thank, thank you. Um, but, you know, it's just been neat watching Dorman change and me change with them and Jana. And, you know, it drives them crazy because, you know, they raised three girls. Well, here comes me and Gary and, you know, oh, a little different ball game there. You know, we, we kind of think a little different than the girls did. But, you know, if, if you all don't know the story, Dorman was going to uh, New Mexico one time and had a fifth-wheel camper. Had a bunch of stuff in it. And this thing catches on fire midway out in the middle of nowhere in New Mexico. Burns it down to nothing. I'm talking burnt the asphalt. He got lucky, got his truck out from underneath it. Uh, burn up some of my stuff I give him, you know. Some, <laughs> forgot about that. Anyway, but, you know, and, and all he ever said, I, mean, I was mad about it, you know. And he says, just stuff. We'll get some more. And, you know, and looking back 10 years ago, probably, I don't even know what. You know, he's got another camper sitting out here in the back. He's fine. He did all right. He's still got stuff. He's still got clothes. You know, if that had been me. Man, I'd have been mad at the world. You know, and Dorman's so humble, it's just like, that's all right, it's just stuff. You know, so it's kind of, it's the good part about this whole story is, you know, I went from 110 miles an hour to, to meet my father-in-law, which was pretty steady. Now I'm starting to be steady. You know, it's, 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 he wore me out. <laughs> kind of got me to a point where I'm back where it is. But I tell you what, there has been no greater place in my life that I could never be than right here in this church and with Dorman and Jana. It's, it's been, I, I was not good when I came into this family and they took me in and, and, and loved on me. And I'll, I will tell you real quick and I'll be done. Jana took me in because the first time I met her, I thought it was Angie's older sister. So she's like, oh, we, yeah, we, yeah, we love him already. <laughs> I did the dishes first time I ate dinner over there. So that's how I got into that thing. And it, 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 I bought my way in. <laughs> Amen. Well, so Norman preaches exchange to us. No, no more patching up. But that doesn't work on stuff, does it? You got to patch up stuff. Okay. Now, um, Steve said something about sharing, and I just um, I was sitting back there, and I wasn't going to get up, but I just felt like the Lord wanted me to get up, and just um, you know that scripture that says, "Well done, good and faithful servant." It doesn't say, "Well done, good and." successful or well done good and whatever you can put every but it says well done good and faithful and that's to me that's what describes you guys um it's just faithful you know we're um i'm kind of like steve and and rod both you know it's 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 a blessing to be under someone who like the scripture says in in first peter it says they watch out for your souls and and what a a blessing that is and what a comfort that is, knowing that Dorman is going to tell you, if he sees something that's not right, he's going to tell you what you need to hear, not necessarily what you want to hear, because he cares about you and he cares about your soul. Um, and 
I just, I mean, I want you all to know, I, I appreciate that. That's a blessing, and I, I thank you for that. I've got something I'm going to take out of a book here. And, Rod, uh, you you do need to realize you uh, you weren't changed from high speed to low speed. You were exchanged, okay? So. No, we're reading uh, In the Coffee Shop, Christ the Healer by Bosworth. And uh, <clears throat> Kent the other day uh, said that on his talk about hypergrace that he took a lot of it out of a book because the guy had it worded right. And I do that a lot. You know, I'll, I'll read something or hear something. And the way they said it, the words they use, it just, boy, it, it grabbed it. You know, it's it just puts it in context. And um, this is out of the book on or the chapter on our confession. And I'll read about two sentences. The Christian is to act on every phase of his salvation that he knows about. We are to believe with the heart and confess with our mouth, mouth to the extent of the word of faith which Paul preached. He preached all the counsel of God. He preached the unsearchable riches of Christ. He said that he kept back nothing that was profitable to them. Now that phrase, kept back nothing that was profitable, that's Dorman and that's Jana. I want you all to know that. You've kept back nothing. You've laid it all out there. And um, I've had the privilege of going to the coffee shop for a bunch of the last eight, nine years. And the reason I come is because of the truth. I don't think Dorman has any more excitement out there than to reveal what God's revealed to him. He has kept back nothing. It's been wonderful. Thank you. And it's a good time that we do this now because it's Thanksgiving season. And we're thankful. Well, I'm going to repeat some of the things that Rod said. We haven't always agreed, but you know what? I know I've always been loved. That's powerful. Super powerful. Gets you every time, don't it, Rod? Um, Just to know that someone in your life is willing to take the risk of pushing you away to love you. And that's that's a big risk. And, you know, over the years, Norman has said some things to me that I know it wasn't pleasant for him to say to me. And it wasn't pleasant for me to hear. But I needed to hear it. I need to be straightened up on some of those things. Now, it sounds like he's an ogre when we all say that, but that is not the case at all. That is not the case. He's never come at me like that at all. Now, I might have come at him like that a time or two, and I regret that, but um, I'll tell you the truth. The Word of God is what flows. And both out of Dorman and Jenna, it's the Word that you're always turned to. And that's why it always works. And, you know, we say, well, we're a little bitty group of people. No, we're not. We're in union with God. There ain't nothing little about it. And Dorman and Jenna have made that possible here. 
as as others have alluded to, when when you feel like God is moving on your heart, you have the freedom here to minister that. Now, I've lived in enough places and been around enough that I know that's not the case everywhere you go. A lot of places you'll be shut down the moment you say something that is not exactly what the pastor's program is. That's not the case here. And that's a great blessing. The reason we receive words here, the reason we have revelation here is because they're open to receiving. And that is such a blessing that it goes beyond description. Because we're this church is not only led by Dorman and Jana, but is led by the Lord in them. And that is why we have such a, a great place here. Now, you know, if you if you don't get that, if you don't feel that, uh, you might ought to check on yourself. Okay? And and <laughs> the reason I'm telling you that, you you if you, do you wonder why I'm telling you that? Because I've I've had to check on myself. And let me promise you that this and they is more I can't look at them or I bust up. So if if you want to know that you are loved, this is the place to be. And that's a great blessing. And uh if you want to be equipped for ministry, this is a place to be. The only reason you're not equipped here is because you don't want to be equipped here. And that's the truth. So, and I have felt such peace and security when I'm away from here because of what I've been equipped with here. And confidence in the Lord God. Because they haven't let us be ignorant. They've kept back nothing. Even at risk to themselves. So thank you. You know what Alan said about him letting others talk in their pulpit. Just today, we walked up here and had a little different plan. And we didn't tell him what we were doing. And so when I told him that I was going to take over for a little bit, you know what he said? Okay. Go ahead and preach if you want to. <laughs> yeah, he didn't, he didn't. Well, what are you doing? Who do you think you are? He didn't do that. That's just the way he is. I could go on and on, but I won't. <clears throat> I was going to tell a funny story. Um, we decided, well, we came into the church a few months after it was started, back in 74. And uh, we decided we wanted to teach Dorm and Jana how to snow ski. So <laughs> we put them, we took them to Riodosa, and Dorm didn't have any ski clothes, so he sprayed, uh, he spray, scotch-guarded his jeans, brand-new pair of jeans, at Sipapoo? Okay. Well, we scotch-guarded those jeans and uh, took him up, and Steve was going to be the teacher since he was the expert. 
and and the way Steve teaches you is get you to the top, and then you got to get down somehow, you know. <laughs> and so, so we got Dorman to the top, and uh, I wasn't skiing with him. I was skiing with Jana and whoever else was with us. And uh, <clears throat> but I all the way down all day long, I kept seeing these blue spots in the snow. <laughs> there was, and I thought, what was these streaks? This blue was all over the mountain, and there was just blue here and blue here and blue there. Well, when we got Norman home at night, his, his jeans were white. <laughs> he had worn the blue off of his denims. <laughs> yeah, he got down somehow, but uh, oh my goodness, they've been precious, precious friends of ours, more than pastors, friends for 40 years. And, you know, I tell my friends, I say, well, I've been in the same church for 40 years, and we've had the same pastor for 40 years. And they go, you're kidding. I don't know anybody that's had a pastor for 40 years, you know. And that just speaks of his faithfulness. And you know what? When I talk to these people and I say, and I'm getting fed more now than I was when we started, you know, it's just a continual outpouring of just the word, the word, the word. My sweet friend, Sissy, we saw her last week, and she is so spoilt. She cannot find a church that preaches exchange. She cannot find a church that preaches the word. So she just goes home at night and listens to Dorman over and over and over, tape after tape. She's got every tape I think he's ever deal, ever preached. So it's just life, you know. We just feel fed and we feel loved. And, you know, and there's times I say, Well, my brain didn't get it all, but my spirit leaves completely overflowing, full. Every time I come. So thank y'all. We love you. Amen. And I, I didn't mention this, but I'm going to now. We are going to take up an offering for them. And so if you want to do that, uh, you can prepare it. And we're going to put it back there in the back box on your way out. So don't forget that. Charlotte? Jerry, Jerry, come here. I know. <laughs> He always does what I tell him, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we're the dinosaurs of this place, pretty much. <laughs> and uh, uh, <laughs> um, just wanted to say thank you for all the years. What I wanted to say was that when you really to know somebody, if you know, been their friends all these years, is if you really want to know them, go on mission trips with them. Because when there's no bathroom, no bed, uh, well, maybe a bed and several people sleep in it, but, and the food, you don't know where they eat or not, you see the real people, and they're real. And I was, just want to tell you how generous they are. I've been with Dorman when he gave money to people that, no one knew. I have known times that he's ministered to people with money, finances, stuff out of his own pocket that nobody knew. And I've known what these people have gone through in life, I've seen them stand on the word, kept believing, knowing that God was going to take care of it. So, you know, at those times, it's when you really know what they're made of and know that the faith that they have is genuine. And that they are committed to the word. And uh, I know it's not been easy for Dorman. He had to be the one to make the decision to close the school. 
and I, I was a little upset about that because <laughs> that was part of my life. Loved doing it, but I knew that he had to make that hard decision. And it's hard to do that because there were a lot of kids' lives that were, you know, that we had to send to public school when we didn't really want to. But I just want to say thank you for being such a part of a life. We've had funny stories, too. Um, but some of them I'm not going to tell. <laughs> but I did like to say, when we first got really um, excited about the Holy Spirit, Deliverance was a little different than deliverance was now, but I know that God had to show us that they were real. We pull, we have pulled all-nighters, really bad all-nighters. <laughs> then also when the uh, move started, we would take our kids to the meetings of all these big guys in that movement when they come to Amarillo, Lubbock. Our kids would be sleeping under the chairs on the floor, and uh, but it was important, and we learned, and that was the 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 thing, and we all grew together, and um, just so thankful. Thank y'all. You have to say something. <laughs> well, the thing that uh, has probably impressed me more than any one thing is he hit the ground running, and he hadn't slowed down. I can remember when he received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He had to take it by faith almost all the way home. <laughs> but he always comes out stable and running. And that's part of the, well, that is the stability of this church. Is we have pastors who are stable. If there is such a thing as a classic example of what Dorman and Janet do. You're looking at him right here. Somebody that had been beat up by church, had been kicked around, and been told, that's not accepted here. We can't do that. You took me and my family under your wing and showed us what it's all about to be in the kingdom, to what it is to help someone else be set free to lead us and teach us and walk us through the deliverance ministry. And, and uh, we, were, we got in on a little bit of that where it was all-nighters, fight demons all night long. Why isn't this working? Why isn't this working? What, why, what, why, why are we? And then exchange came along. And we understood what it meant to see someone get set free right there in front of you. To be placed under your covering... I learned about submission because I had had all kinds of trouble in life because I would not submit to my earthly authority. Little did I know I wasn't submitting to my heavenly authority. And I know there's a lot of other people sitting here in this congregation that they've taught that to, what it means to submit to your heavenly father. Because when things are right this way, things get right this way. And I got launched into ministry when I understood what authority was by watching you two. You have taught us what authority is and how to handle it and how to handle it properly. Now, I've been placed over a couple of different ministries that direction because of what I've learned from you. The authority has just come in, in, in pieces, and it's starting to roll in, and I didn't ask for it. It just happens because I learned it from watching you guys. Thank you for what you do. If you look around the room, every direction is represented here, north, south, east, and west. Every direction 
that you can think of for hundreds of miles. And what goes through this microphone and goes on that CD goes worldwide. The message of exchange that God has put into you goes worldwide and is taught all over the planet. It starts right here because you were obedient to listen to the Father. Thank you all for that. You got to get in line. Okay. You know, one of the things that, well, Linda's coming up. Huh? She told me I had to come. <laughs> Not really. You know, one of the things that, uh, I've known for a long time. God is a family man. He's a family man. And you know, one of the things that I think is a blessing to me is (laughs) you're my brother. You know, he called his disciples friends. He said, you're my friends. Well, how can you have a father that's not a friend? He is love. And, you know, because of the exchange message, I understand that better today than I ever have before. And the thing about it is, he is grace. God is just an awful lot of things. And the thing about it is that makes you two as close to me as, you know, my wife, my kids, my grandkids. I can't, you know, you just can't separate a family man. It it, it can't happen. And so... You know, if I I come up here and I say, Lord, thank you for Dorman and Jana. I, I thank you. They're more than just acquaintances. They're family. Okay. Thank you, I, I can't add much to that except I just think back to all the, all the uh, times that we went to meetings to learn more. And, and Dorman, you, you always wanted, you guys always wanted to learn more. You still want to learn more. And then you share it with all of us. And, and I appreciate that. It's been good. You did good. You really did good. All right. Um, I just thought about this. I was looking around, and uh, I think I'm the only graduate from the school in here, except for Marion. I would remember that right when I was walking up. But um, that was a long time before me. Um, <laughs> I know, that's cool. That's really cool. But um, congratulations, Mary. Um, I just want to say it was a huge part of my life, the school and the church, because I've been here since I was born, you know. And uh, I thank God for the, the you know, the, the principle and the, the stage that I've been set on 
ever since I've been born. And I can always think back, and I'm never nervous. I'm never worried about anything because I know what I know because of you guys and because of uh, what I got taught at the school. So, um, you know, I still get nervous, but I'm not as nervous as a normal person would be, I guess. Um, anyway, I guess all I wanted to say because everybody was talking about the school and I was like, I think I'm the only one from the school in here. That's kind of weird. But thank you guys. Yeah, that's true. And I'm, you know, I'm in Lubbock now, so I'm sitting out too. Yeah, it's awesome. So thank you guys. Amen. I think I appreciate hearing all of these testimonies of you that have been here for a really long time because it shows me what I do have here. But Jana, I want you, I appreciate, and I just, I love you so much. You are so anointed. And you make things look so easy because I've tried to do that. <laughs> I've tried to do things the way that you do them and um, just copy, kind of. And the result was not <laughs> the same. <laughs> and so I would go home after trying to do what you did and say the things that you said that were under the anointing. And I would be all beat up and crying about it. And then I would come to church. And Dorman, you would tell me who I am in Christ. And um, that I wasn't really beat up at all. That I am, I'm, I'm his. And I think that that's another reason why I appreciate all of the testimonies. Because that's, you've just done that for years. In years, and Jana, you have two, and so now I'm learning not to copy you by trying to say the things that you say, but just be led by the Spirit the way that you've trained me to do that. Now I know that some of y'all didn't come to to hear us brag on them, but um, you'd lot rather be hearing him preach. Uh, but but you know, as he always says, it'll wait till next week. So you're going to have to come back if you're going to hear him preach. Because, well, I don't know. He might go ahead and preach, but I kind of doubt it. But So I'm sorry. If you, if you get upset with anybody, get upset with me. He didn't do this. He had nothing to do with this. All right? Are you going to talk? He's my pastor. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's different for a pastor's wife. This, he's my pastor. And I want to tell you, Dorman, how thankful I am. Over the years, uh, I just want to tell you, he is so steady. I'm, I'm the one that's bouncing around, do, 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 you know. And he's the steady one, always, always steady, always calm. And I want to tell you, and I've told him this before, if I, uh, you know, if he passes away before I do, the thing that's going to go on his tombstone is, this is a faithful man. He's faithful. Faithfulness is the word that sticks with me every time I see my husband. He's faithful. And girls, if I pass away before that, I want you to put it on his tombstone because this, he is the most faithful person I know. 
calm, steady, and faithful. And I appreciate you, honey. Love you. In Galatians, the word tells us it was for freedom that Christ has set us free, no longer to be entangled or subject to a yoke of slavery. In uh, January of 1995, I and Tana and um, the Brandons and a lot of other people over in the Clovis Muleshoe area literally got dunked and birthed in that scripture. But we didn't know what to do with it afterwards because there was no place to go to get plugged into to understand what you just got freed from. It was, we're going to put you back under the yoke of slavery to help you understand what you've been freed from. And that's not what the word says. I personally, I and Tana, want to thank you too. We want to thank you for having a place where you're not afraid of sharing the microphone and you're not afraid of the hollering and the jumping and the three-legged dog prophecies. <laughs> Someone saw it. It was for a reason, and it might as well be told. That's just kind of how I look at life. That's right, justice is for a reason, wasn't it? I want to thank you personally for a house of freedom. And I want to thank you for the place where I've been here since January of 2008, <laughs> that ever since I have come here, I've come and gotten more free and more free. And I was like, I couldn't call any place else home. <laughs> and it doesn't matter where we live or what direction we come from, because the wind blows in all of them. <laughs> but eventually the wind winds up back in one place. And this is a house of the wind of God. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Dorman, and thank you, Jenna. Hmm. Amen. Amen. Come on, Mindy. I'm probably going to cry, but um, I just want to thank you so much for the short time that me and my kids have been coming. You've made us feel so loved and so welcome, and I just appreciate all that y'all have done for us and that we you have been feeding us. And I just I love coming here, you know, and uh, we've been. Um, the kids call this Marion's church and, you know, and I'd been calling it too. And God's like, Mindy, it's your church. It's our church. So thank you so much. Uh, I can add my amen to, to all those others. Uh, I, I just want to say on behalf of all the prophets, many, many prophets have come through here and got healing been mutilated, bent, stapled, and torn by churches and, and stuff, and uh, a lot of them was like me. I was planning my expiration going home because of some churches, you know. I was, I was actively planning going home. You can read that between the lines. And so I uh, come here and got a, a full dose, you know, of the Word. And um, God started healing me in places where I didn't know I needed healing, you know. <laughs> but God just started healing kind of from the, the very foundation up. And so uh, it's been quite a process. And I just want to thank you on behalf of myself because uh, I would have been dead a long time ago, you know, if it wasn't for that, that ministry of, of the Word and it wasn't just a particular church's doctrine. It was the word, just just like the Lord would say it, you know. It's just without uh, adulterating it. And so, um, so 
anyway, on behalf of myself and all the other many, many other prophets that have come and gone and got healing, I want to say thank you. Yeah, yeah. Amen. He'll be slow to get back to his seat, but that's okay. Well, I wanted to say thank you because, well, I got first, we got saved in this church, but then you just gave us all that freedom. (laughs) You gave us all the liberty just to fully express everything that God was doing in our lives. I got to work at the school. Got to be a big part of that. Was so thankful. Without you, we wouldn't have been able to do the things that we did. So I'm thankful. He has sent us off to Willie George. <laughs> Just all the things that we got to experience. And we, I learned so much from all of that. So I want to thank you. That's right. Jim's got a call. Anybody else? Been sitting and thinking about what I wanted to say, trying to put it all together, and I won't. But, you know, um, in, in growing, well, Arlene and I, Mike and Tana, Lanson on in, um, I guess we were kind of orphans, you know, because uh, we got birthed in the Holy Spirit while we were still in Bovina, and, and then we didn't have any parents anymore any any spiritual parents and and kind of what led us up here we we just barely knew Dorman and Jenna I think from a little thing we did in a, in a church over in in Dimmit and when we left the church in Bovina brother Kelly our our pastor and friend and brother told us to come up here he knew that we were going to look around and and see about other churches, and he he for sure wanted us to go to Wayne's church because Kelly surrendered to the ministry under Wayne and all. But we came we came here, and we didn't go anywhere else. Um, and so we are we're thankful for this church. We're thankful for you as spiritual parents. We're thankful. I'm thankful that you're worshipers. Good grief! How many churches do you go to where the the pastors don't? worship and and Dorman and Jan are are our worship leaders you know and and uh from me um you know I lost my dad this last year and my my dad was never really a uh he made sure I went to church but he wasn't the spiritual leader in our family and and so he wasn't really he was a good dad to me but he wasn't really a spiritual dad and I'm thankful that I, I've felt that ever since I've been here, Dorman. And uh, just wanted to tell you all thanks. And we appreciate you very much. My family does. We wouldn't, good grief, my kids, 
just they wouldn't be where they are if if we hadn't come up here and and you had you guys for our parents. Thank you. Amen. 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 Well, I I just want to echo what Justin said. Uh, you know, I've I've thought I could I could talk a really long time, and y'all know I can, but I won't. But but I think that's what stands out. Ever since I've been here, which, as Pam said, has been about 40 years. Now, I know I don't look that old, right? <laughs> we, Dorman and Jana and us have, have been very close friends. But I lost my dad at a young age, and, and he's been my dad. Okay, y'all come up here. See, I've been standing here getting to watch them. Y'all hadn't got to see them, but I'm going to let you see them. So turn around and look at them. Let's stand up. And I don't know how to honor people more than just a, a clap. So let's give them a clap. Can we do that? Father, I just thank you so much for this wonderful couple. I thank you as I speak. I know I speak for everyone here and many who are, have been here but are no longer here. In our big thank you to Dorman and Jana. And Lord, I pray that you would somehow plant in their hearts just how deep our gratitude goes for them. We know that we can't say it in words, but we trust that you can say it in spirit. So we ask you to do that. Say it in spirit to them, letting them know how they're appreciated. And our prayer for them is that for many more years, the ministry they have been faithful to do would just keep on going. And many, many more people during that time would be set free, released from bondage, and sent out to do the work of the ministry. In Jesus' name. Now I want to remind you. We're going to take up an offering. Please don't forget back there in the back to put that in there. But before you do that. I think our pastor has something to say. You know after 40 something years. People ask me. Are you going to retire? And I said why? I'd do the same thing if I was retired. So I really feel like we've just started. I don't know how many years we got. But I want to tell you, I, I feel like we just started. Yeah. All right. See, he started to say you were dismissed, but he didn't want to do that. <laughs> so I'll say it. You're dismissed, and they'll be here for a minute if you want to come speak to them.